All right, let's get this podcast going. This is going to be a freaking crappy talk. <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. Let's get it's going to be like a 20-minute podcast. Yeah. I think that's the best for everyone. That's the best for everyone. Move on. Forget about it. All right. All right. Three, ready? Three, two. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. It's AJ and and Luke. Luke. <laughs> I know you hate that part, but so it's, uh, July, intro. it's July 29th. We're coming to you after the Montreal beatdown. And by beatdown, I mean we're the ones who got beat down, obviously. This is episode number 27. 27 right now is worn by our guy Kai Wagner, who we missed dearly the other night. And Luke's going to talk about the other guys who wore number 27. So before Kai Wagner, um, everyone's favorite player, Jay Simpson. Uh, you who, classic. Yep. Who just signed with a new club, a Greek club called Nia Salaminas. Or Nia Salamina. I don't know. Um, and then before him, it was John McCarthy, an actual union legend. Everyone loved him. Lord uh, Helmet. Lord Helmet uh, plays with uh, Tampa Bay. And then before him... Uh, Zach Pfeffer another, Yeah, another yeah. union favorite Yeah, who's uh, He's retired He's in like finance or something But he's You know, I think he's doing good Yeah, uh, so A couple good names in that Number yeah. 27 This episode's gonna suck Because we <laughs> have <laughs> Just let's just yeah. say it. Um, We have to talk about the Montreal game Where we lost 4-0 uh, Yeah, that's gonna be it's, awful So ugh. Yeah, hopefully you guys Hate it as much as we do. Um, but thanks for listening. <laughs> and then after that, we'll talk about uh, maybe some All-Star Game Week activities. Uh, and we'll preview the DC game. So yeah. we're just going to have a sad podcast, everybody. Yeah, put, ready. A, put some sad music to, yeah. to listen to this and, you know, really cool. get, get emotional. So <laughs> let's get into it. All right, here we All go. Right. Hey, guys. Woo-hoo. So um, first off. Uh, so obviously we lost four zero. Um, it was terrible, awful. We all know everything that was bad. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about, uh, being robbed. Okay. AJ got robbed this weekend. I got robbed. I think we all got robbed as union fans. We got robbed. And so this is one of the things that really bothers me. Okay. Every week we, we look forward to our union games. We all do. We, we, Get excited about it. Wednesday game, awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, a game in the middle of the week. But we, do, we don't have that anymore, really. We have one more Wednesday game left. Right. Yeah. Um, so now we have to wait a full week between games, which is a uh, really long time. Uh, and so finally Saturday gets here. We're excited. We set up our union watch party at Luke's apartment. It was wild. It was wild. All three of us and a cat. Three of us and a cat. Um, and then our experience, it's... Uh, and we were robbed of it. I mean, we don't get to enjoy the game. Within four minutes, we were losing one nothing. The entire first half, we looked like I, I don't know. I didn't didn't enjoy it because we were down one zero the whole time. Didn't really have too many chances. Then we go down two zero. We hit the post and had that gone in. Now maybe I can enjoy the game, but it didn't go in. And now we go into the half at two zero. Coming out thinking, okay, well we've been down two zero at half before. El Senior came in against Red Bull. We won 3-2. All right. We've also been up 3-0 on the same Montreal team, and they came back and tied 3-3. So thinking, okay, okay, maybe we got a chance. Okay. 
So kind of trying to stay positive, enjoying our union soccer experience on a Saturday night. And the second half begins. And within the first 20 seconds, we're down 3-0. They score. And now it's just like, okay, now my night. Like union, you robbed me of enjoying 45 minutes of soccer. You robbed me of enjoying tweeting with my union family about like, yo, this is our team. We're in first place. This is awesome. Let's have fun. Instead, all the tweeting was just garbage and how much this kind of stunk and who's doing bad and what do we need to do better and what, what does Curtin have to, who, who should put in and who should he take out? And it wasn't fun tweeting. And we were tweeting for the Bradley League game and it's like everyone was on Twitter that night. Yeah, like away we, games, that's like how we kind of it kind of gets. It's, it's kind of like a fun fun thing to get, be like a part of. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like so negative yeah, and just like draining. Just, yeah. and Like, oh, this is just awful. And, and then just a few minutes ago, you're like, hey, you want to watch the highlights of the game to get ready? And I, no, I didn't want to watch the highlights. I got robbed of watching any union highlights from this week. I got robbed of wanting to read about my favorite soccer team because I didn't want to read any articles. And granted, I did to prepare for this, but I want to read articles about how good our players are doing, but instead of just reading about how awful we were. So it was just negative reading. And so after all that negativity, like what's left? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my last week of summer vacation before I report back for teaching. And I'm like, this, this stinks. I, I got nothing positive union related to go on. Maybe Montero coming back. I can read yeah. about and hope for, but it was just I, I felt robbed of a union experience this weekend and and we and I'm just one guy and there's thousands and thousands of union fans who all experience the same miserableness. And honestly I'm not even in the worst spot. The worst was probably those fans of the union who traveled up to Montreal yeah, and that stuff. Had to sit in a stadium and watch their team just get obliterated and never really have that chance to cheer for their team. I mean what what could they cheer for that night? They didn't get a chance to cheer for a goal. They didn't get to dupe. They traveled all the way up to Canada, and they didn't get to really see any good offense. Um, we had one ball off the post. It wasn't even like the Montreal goalie had to make like crazy saves. Yeah. I think he just had a couple saves, and it, uh, we were just robbed as a Union fan base, and it was just very disappointing. So that is my rant about being robbed on a Saturday night. Well done. But All right, let's just try to... Painfully as 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 painfully as it'll be, let's get into this a little bit. Break it down. Ray Gaddis owes me a Saturday night. (laughs) Ray Gaddis owes me the glaring problem that everyone is uh, talking about and aware of. Um, Ray Gaddis. It's no secret. I mean, everyone knows that he's been a weak link and someone who. I mean, obviously, people would love to have Rosenberry still, or but whoever people have have different opinions on who should be there. But it's like, it seems like. Ray Gaddis has been kind of like a band-aid. Like he's, it, it, it's been workable basically for most of the season. And now it's just like, it's just the past like three to four weeks. It seems getting increasingly and increasingly worse. His, his, his play. And, and he's obviously not alone because this is a team sport. And it was four nil, four nil loss that no one played well, but it's just so obvious that he is getting outclassed on the field. And he got outclassed by a guy who's played in his first MLS game. Yeah, the it's, Lapinelli or that guy was. Yeah, yeah it came in and, and first game. And really, the, all he had was speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pretty smart run. The first game, first goal that or that he uh, just kind of snuck behind Gaddis, but um, it just seemed like there was a such a glaring weakness that they 
that was so easily exposed. And that's a smart run, but also a very predictable run. Right. Like as a defender, you know that that's that passing lane is the dangerous lane. You want to cut off that passing lane to the middle of the field. You'd rather them play more of a square ball to the wide, but to give up the middle passing lane behind you, that, that's the more dangerous play. And he's he's got to know that he's got to force that ball wide rather than behind him. And and yeah, he he's definitely been showing his. Uh, True colors, I guess, the past couple losses. Yes. Cream rises to the top. So what goes to the bottom? The other stuff. The other stuff. So he's unfortunately the other stuff. And and no one would ever say anything negative about him as a man, as a a person. He's one of the nicest guys in the world from over here. A a relatively decent career. He's still in the league and still has a job. But so there's something there. But yeah, it's rough. And and this game also, it's just uh, like you can look on the other side of the, the field, the other fullback and. Obviously, Matt Real isn't a, a first uh, first choice because Kai Wagner was out, but um, he was also getting exposed. And we just had this 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 game specifically. We just got couldn't handle any wing play, and it was uh, it was so obvious and so glaring that like I, I don't know. It, it was it was just crazy because like um, I don't really know what else I need to say about that point. But it it was something that we just couldn't fix, and. It, Part part of it has to do with uh, like I say we just got too pinched in, but then also like the coverage from the midfield couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't stop those that that wing like connection that that Montreal was was uh, creating on the counterattacks, and then then also Trusty and Elliot just weren't no one was organized they weren't organizing where Ray should go where Matt Rial should go, and how to cover these these runs it it just wasn't nothing worked last night or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to trying to get away from just bashing Gray. Yeah, there's I think the fourth goal, like Ray had a kind of jumped up for a header, bounced off his head and went backwards over Elliot. Elliot could have spoken to him, like called him off of that. I don't know, told him like that was bad on Elliot. Um Yeah, there's one that like uh let's see. Blake Blake I think Blake has dropped. I think his form yeah. has not been as yeah, good. He got beat near post. Um and I don't yeah, he just didn't the gold step cup, up, really. yeah. yeah. I was gonna say the gold cup. He he had some weak, gave up a couple weak goals to that guy from Chelsea who plays for USA, um, and then he had a weak goal against uh, who was it? was that Orlando, right? Yeah, this uh, the just fumbled dropped, it. dropped yep. the ball right to the def- uh, the attacker, and and I I mean yeah he's been a stud keeper who's kept us in a bunch of games in the past, but. It's, yeah, and it's just in games where like this, where just you kind of can tell that this whole team isn't isn't clicking. It's just not our night. We we kind of need a, a star player to to step up, and that's usually like Blake can step up and have a great game and keep us like close. Or we need maybe or on the other side, an offensive player like if we could get Fabian or, or Fafa like uh, getting some plays together to like just maybe scramble back or you know get back a goal and, and keep us in it. But nothing really was working like. Yeah, give us something. Yeah. Give those fans who traveled up to Montreal something to be like, yes, that was a moment, and now we can build on that. But there was just no moment to be like, oh, wow, do you remember when the Union guy did this? There was just nothing. And yeah. and, and like, it just became a confidence thing. Like, I know, like, we've had a rough stretch since the Gold Cup break. And and then you and you can kind of see it with plays like with, with Shibuko, uh He had an, a, a couple of touches in the box that they created a shot. And... and 
I feel like a few weeks ago we saw him score off that same exact play. Mm-hmm. It was the one when Harris passed him and he was on, on the left side and mm-hmm. cut back and, and shot it and, 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 he, and he didn't obviously didn't score. But it, it's like, I feel like we, I saw him score that like twice already this year. Like it, it just as we come, it feels like this team doesn't have that kind of confidence that can uh, raise their game when they're, when they're getting get, – get like get, we basically got sucker punches to start both those halves. Mm-hmm. And, and we just didn't have the, uh, the mental will to like fight back into this one. Right. So, I mean, and I'd say that comes down from leadership in a way. And I was kind of thinking about this. I know it's not on our notes, so I don't know how you'll feel about this, but could you see them kind of passing the armband for a game or so? Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it would take because I don't know if. All right. So, let me just, sorry, let me just explain yeah, some yeah. of my thoughts. So, uh, as many Union fans know, every summer we kind of have this slump where we go downhill and, and it hasn't been, it is, this definitely isn't something new that we're experiencing. And so what if there's something that kind of to like kick Bedoya in the behind to say, Hey, you got to get on these guys. Like this is unacceptable. And we, yeah, we know, I mean, he's a fantastic captain. I, I, I love the man. So I don't want to, I'm not bashing him on a, but I feel like there needs to be something, some change above that kind of, kicks everyone in the behind to say, Hey, this, this is, we're not sliding this July, August. I mean, we are, July is over, but we're not going any further down this hill in August. So maybe, and I don't know who the guy is. We need uh, maybe Colin. I don't know if I, he's someone. Yeah. I, I, I need Connor Casey to come in and just you know, give him the armband and have him go, I don't know, <laughs> punch someone. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if like giving someone the armband really does much because I still feel like it, it would still be Bedoya being the most vocal. Like it doesn't change what the players, how the players act on the field. Like I feel like we saw that in like the U.S. national team. Like armband was trading every game, but it was still Micah Bradley being the most vocal guy and yelling at the ref and all those kind of things. Like, well, he's I, a complaining, whining a little. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't change the player's role. Like, I, I don't know if I, I do. I do like the idea of, of having a little bit of a, a change up. Maybe I, I thought maybe, you know, just, just a personnel change or just like starting lineup change is what I mean, or maybe like a formation change. And one of the, one of the obvious things that we could have done in this game was just bunker. Yeah, I don't know if we know how to bunker, though. I don't I, know if I we know like how to feel like anyone knows how to bunker. I, I, you know how to set up defenders behind yeah. the ball. Like, that's, that's something that any team should know how to do and should have that, uh, have that card in their pocket. Um, I think, I think it having... It hasn't been our way to play. So we played 4-2-3-1 exactly, sure. four, four, for forever, and now we introduce the 4-4-2. Four, four, and I feel like that's been a big step for us. Right. I feel like we're another year away from throwing in another style of play we've all we've i don't think bunkering is like a style of play to, it should just, it should just be a a tactical change like through the game like i don't know if it shouldn't be like a whole whole new system to learn it's just like a, a thing that like a, just patching holes like we we tried to play this pressing game and and montreal just beat us in it they they press us way better and they were always a step ahead and, and always were in the passing lanes right when they needed to be and then they countered and and capitalized on their on their turnovers and we just couldn't even we could we were always a step behind. We yeah. couldn't catch up and we couldn't uh get in get into any sort of breaking up any of their type of plays. Yeah, it is annoying because we had so much possession. It was sixty four percent to thirty six percent. So it is annoying that we had so much pers- possession right. and yet if you look at shots, we had thirteen shots, they had eleven shots. So with only thirty six percent of the ball, they still produced just about as many shots as us. Um, but then when you look at shots on target, they had six. So they had about a 50, more than 50% of their shots were on target. We had three shots on target. 
So that's a very small. I mean, that's a less than twenty five percent or twenty five percent of the R shot. So, right. I mean, just, uh, yeah, it's just it's they did a lot more with a lot little. Um, other stats: we had eight corners, they had one corner. We had eighteen crosses to their six crosses. Is crossing the ball worth it for us? If if we have the ball in the wing, okay, Bedoya gets the ball out wide or Real. Wagner or someone gets a wide. I feel like so often when I look in the box, it's one or two guys versus four defenders. Like, I, I don't know if that's exactly the best goal scoring way for us right now, rather than trying to, I mean, we've got so much technical abilities in the middle, work it through the middle and then play like a slide through ball into the box rather than a ball out to the sideline for a cross. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we've had a lot of success on a ball on the ground to the end line to have Fafa cross back, but not cross, but, you know, play that ground ball across the six back towards the uh, penalty spot. I feel like that's a lot more successful for us rather than settling for crosses. I feel like us settling for crosses also comes from us not being able to beat a bunker where yeah, we, we couldn't break them down. Fabian Grant, he had a, had, had a good game. Um, but he still didn't step up and find those spaces right. to, you know, really be exploit a, the defense. Exactly, yeah, he, yeah. He really just, you know, played conservative. He, um, I was looking at his kind of passing map and he actually had a pretty, out of anyone, he, he seemed to have a pretty aggressive passing map as far as anyone else. I mean, there weren't like, no, I mean, obviously, you know, shut out where we're shut out. We're not having very many successful passes into the 18. Um, but he did have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine balls, it looks like, into the box. So that's, a, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Um, and he, he was pretty active, but a lot of his passing was just shuttling the ball from left to right, left to right, not looking, not being that 10 who can really break down the bunker and find right. that slotted ball into a Fafa, into a Shabilko. And that's what I think we're more successful in. I just don't know if crossing the ball is really successful. I mean, it's been documented that, like, on corner kicks, we're not scoring goals. Right. On free kicks, we're not scoring goals. And what are the, those are usually going to be crosses. We don't really have plays where we're playing the ball on the ground. And Yeah, that's why we made that whole set-piece play to, to last week. swing it around to, to Fabian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that was effective, but that, that, again, that wasn't a cross, so. Yeah, Grant, at the same time, both of us last week said, oh, no. we, don't, we don't really like that <laughs> yeah. that little training ground Right, play, but, but if that's how it's going to work, then, yeah. Yeah, because crosses aren't working. 18 yeah. crosses in a game, and we had three shots on target. I don't even know if those shots came from crosses, but it's just like, even if all three of them did come from crosses, which I'm sure is it's actually not the case, um, that's a low percentage to get on there. Like, like right. it's it's a lot of action providing very little result. So I don't know if crossing. I I don't know. I think I think the better thing is we use our technical abilities through the midfield. Fabian Aronson, Bedoya, and hopefully Montero comes back, and we can probably put him in for Aronson, and hopefully those guys can really work it through the middle and work our forwards a little better. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't really want have much else to cover from that game. Um, anything else you want to say? Let's um, move on. Burn that tape too. Uh, or 
Not it, yet. It's definitely interesting to see the increase in activity online. So we got to t- we were tweeting for Brotherly Game, and there was definitely a higher response of, uh, I don't know, interaction between people because no one wanted to watch the game. So we, yeah, all we just be, wanted to have our, we all wanted to be on our phones and yeah, have our opinions you know, and talk crap you know, and yeah, vent, just vent really. That's really yeah, what venting. it's meant for at the second half of those games. Yeah. So so, that's, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are robbed of that. Experience. At, least we're, at least we're there for each other. Um, <laughs> random. One thing I did enjoy about the game was hearing Giannis Mahalik on the, on yeah, the call rather he was, than he was really Smith. Good. He's good. He, um, you can hear him on counterattack radio. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, he's very good. I thought, um, so it's nice hearing him. He breaks it down, tells it how it is, and says what he needs to. Yeah, he was one of those guys that um, he'll say something in the game that like actually like stands out rather than just like something that like I wouldn't have caught or just like how he how he analyzes and like and reads the game. It, it was very uh, I don't know. It was like kind of like educational. You know, you mm-hmm. do, the things you miss, and he he was able to explain them well, and and you, you got more out of it. Something that we uh, haven't seen a lot this year. From uh, our guys, but yeah, that was, that was that was that was cool to see. Hopefully, he comes back and maybe does a couple more for us. Yeah, definitely, that'd be that'd be good. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so I want to try to try to give us a little more, take us into a more positive angle. You're the worst. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. It's you know, it's always it, we we need this, but. <laughs> All right, so what possible positive thing well, could you say at this point? I can't say much positive from this game specifically, but just, like, let's take a step back and look at this. Like, obviously the standing's a little bit of a, a mirage because there's games in hand and, and all that kind of stuff, but um, we're still in first. It's We're heading into August. We're, we're going to be in first place in August. I don't know if we've ever had that before. And we're, we're just kind of – we're still – we're fighting for meaningful playoff positions rather than this. I feel like this time last last year, this time any year with the union, it's like, it's, we're in desperation mode at this point. We're like trying to fight to stay relevant, stay in that red above that red line and just try to like weasel into the playoffs in any way possible and just scrape by. But right now, like mainly because we've had such a great start to the season and, and, and obviously we're skidding, but like we're still in position to really be an actual contender for the playoffs and obviously things need to change and and we can be as negative as we should be from this past performance and recent performances but like looking into the fall like every week is going to be at a super important game a super exciting atmosphere to like go to these games it's going to be really 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 fun and and it could be take a turn it could be you know we could drop a couple couple places but like we're in this and like and i feel like we're this year could be a huge transition for this team. Like, I feel like we kind of touched on this before that like the way we were playing and like the way this team is set up, the players are bringing in, like we we're really pushing ourselves into that next tier of MLS teams. And it's gonna, not just going to happen like overnight. We're not going to just have one off season with the Ernst, Ernst Tanner and become an elite team in MLS. It's going to take a couple of years, but like this year could be that transition. And then this season could be a huge turning point and we could, um, I don't know, just keep building off of this and like, and just kind of like feel like we're always in it. And I feel like that's not something we've ever felt before. And that's something that's looking at that is that's pretty exciting. And like, we can, uh, I don't know. That's what, that's all I got. 
All right, Luke. All right, all right. I, I say I pull up the MLS standings here. Yeah, it is. It does put a smile on my face when I look at that number one spot in the Eastern Conference, yeah. and we got the Philadelphia Union next to it. Go to the Supporter Shield standings. We are number two in the Supporter Shield standings, right behind LAFC. Grant, we're not going to catch them, but that, that is pretty cool. We are an elite company there behind us. Seattle Sounders, LA Galaxy. So some of the MLS elite were right in the mix with them. And uh, Supporter Shield standings. Looking at the goals for on the season right now, we have the second most goals for in the whole league right now, which is pretty cool. We're one of two teams who have eclipsed the 40-goal mark on the year so far. Um, granted, teams have games in hand, but still, that's that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like we're we're one of the teams now that, that are just in the conversation rather than like trying to fight our way into that. We're like already there and we're we we were I don't know, we're we're kinda in this. It's it's exciting. Wow. And like we I don't know, and I was even looking like there's like a projected like if the playoffs started today, like we'd be had that one seed. But even if we had that two seed, that like wouldn't be a the worst thing that could be an easier pass to the. It would be the worst. No, it wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> no, like thing. you're I, right. Yeah, that's a good. This, the way this mm-hmm. new playoffs is set up, it's it's kind of our uncharted territories, and that's that's exciting. Like a one one off games could be, like could actually be beneficial for us. Like we could like like sports are just so random. Like it could happen. I don't know. Okay, okay, man. This guy Luke bringing it tonight. Yeah, he's got us. I'm trying, man. Thinking positive. I like that. Um, yeah. So right now, if the playoff started today we would have a first round bye pretty cool uh we would play the winner of new york city in new york new york Red so, Bulls, that's, so that's a tough that's why i said it could be beneficial to play uh, in the uh, at the second seed yeah so maybe yeah let's let's drop let's drop because if Just we can one. drop then we uh would play new england not yeah. no one wants to play but new then, england right now but still we'd be at home against new england yeah we crushed them at home last time and like they're just looking like at the eastern conference nothing. sorry i didn't want me to step on you just looking at the eastern conference like None of these teams are like juggernauts. Like Atlanta isn't as it, they are more vulnerable this year than they are last year by by a lot. DC is a team we're not afraid of. And New York City, like we've had trouble against like New York with New York teams and and obviously Montreal. But like we could in a couple of weeks we, we turn our confidence back around. We we we're right where they're with them. So it's I don't know. Like there's nothing we shouldn't really be like you know tearing this team apart and uh, you know trying to start from scratch or whatever, you know? At this point, the most important thing for the Philadelphia Union for the rest of the season is we need to come in the top four. We need sure. a home yeah, playoff game. a home game. playoff game, yeah. It shows from our road form, getting our butts kicked. We play Montreal at home, we crush them. We play any of these other teams at home, I think we do better. We play NYC on the road, no one wants to see that. Right. Um, we, DC, play, we played them at home as the last game of the season. So that, that, that could decide the conference oh yeah, potentially. That could. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exciting. We play DC United on the road this weekend. Me and Luke will be there. Um, so yeah, we'll get a win there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> okay. Atlanta's got some turmoil going on. Uh, one of their stud defenders is kind of saying some stuff about their coach right now and a little turmoil inside the locker room. So who knows how they're going to handle the pressures of trying to catch up to your first place Philadelphia Union. So, yeah. So, yeah. Good. Okay, Luke. I got, you know what? At NYC, has plenty of games in hand, but, like, that also means they have to play a bunch of their games when they're at the end of the season when they're all tired and banged up and yeah, we got there's our, so much pressure on them. Like, that's tough. Yeah, we got our two game weeks all out of the way and done during the first part of the season. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you can look at it at both angles, but let's, you know, 
try to at least understand both angles. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, um, let's see. So, ah, crap, I'm clicking around on my computer too much. Um, do you want to do union best, union worst, or do you want to just skip that because everyone was the worst? Everyone was the worst, and we know who was the worst of the worst. Sure. Um, so one thing I was going to click on, uh, check on. So fourth place. So if we get in the top four, we get a home game for the playoffs. Right. Uh, fourth place last year had 51 points. Um, so we're 12 points away from that. Fourth place uh, two years ago had 55 points. So we're 16 points away. And I'll just click back one more year to see what fourth place was. Just to try and give us an idea of where we want to be for fourth place. Fourth place that many years ago was only 46 points. So... I don't think I don't think that's gonna stand. Points have been rising in the East each year, but I feel like that like had to do with less games being played or something. Too, nah, right? It's still thirty four games. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the reason the reason I was thinking that is just we we were sitting on thirty nine thirty nine points right now. Last year's fourth place team had fifty one points, so twelve points gets us to that point. That's four wins, right? And we have five home games. Yeah, so so out of, I out of the last ten, so I think we it's, can at it's least, more than doable to have a home playoff game this yeah, year. Yeah, it shouldn't be a stretch to ask for that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, just something to say there. I like ending that segment on a positive note. I think I think yeah, we do need to. We're going into the All Star Week right now. Um, a lot of fun down in Orlando, and we need to remember we are. Go look at those standings right now. Who's next to the number one? You're Philadelphia Union, and that's pretty cool. So, yeah. All right, let's want to take a break and then get back into some uh, some random fun topics. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a break. Okay, enjoy this break. We'll be back with uh, some All Star Game stuff. We might uh, do some yes or no questions, and we'll preview the DC game. Should be fun. Fun. Hey, it's the Doobie Brothers podcast. Back from the break. Uh, we just covered the Montreal Garbage Fest, but now we're going to get into couple things, second half of the episode, a little more loose. Uh, we'll talk about the All-Star Week. We're going to look into the future when we'll preview the DC game. But before we get into that, last week I talked about uh, yellow card suspensions and my uh, dislike of that. Uh, we put up a poll, and people really didn't, uh, like, I have a big problem with it. I think it's a big problem, and people really didn't respond the way I thought they would. So um, it's kind of surprised at how wrong all of our listeners were. Because <laughs> Honestly, everyone... It's it's a controversy if you call it that that I've never heard until you brought it up on that on that episode. So I don't know if that says anything. That's I, that's what I did. I'm cutting edge. <laughs> I, I, there's that line. I'm going over it to talk about yellow card accumulation suspensions right. that are obnoxious because Wagner got suspended after five and I don't know his lot and got to play an extra game, but he got a yellow this past weekend and he will be suspended. So nice. I guess it's all over. Um, this week is the All-Star Week. Brendan Aronson's down there with the homegrowns. Andre Blake's down there with the full-growns. The full-growns, yep. Um, they're they playing uh, Atletico Madrid. I, I'm not... I, I, let me ask you. Are you excited to see all the MLS All-Stars play Madrid? Um, not really. I think, like, All-Star Week is kind of fun. Like, it's something that, like, I feel like MLS is, does, is, is doing better with. They're kind of making it more of like a whole week thing. There are more events and making kind of hyping it up more. And 
I don't think that that's fun and that's cool and there's you know merits of that, but the actual game itself, it's like I'll watch maybe the first twenty minutes and then it'll kind of just fizzle out from there. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's dumb. Yeah, I think I think playing Atletico Madrid is dumb. I think when we played like Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever we played, yeah, that's it's, a cool. I thought like I don't even think they're they're that cool. I think I, they're. I'm sure we like did this when like the still like Griezmann and like there was maybe an angle there that would have been cool because he's always wanted to come to MLS, but now that he's not there, it's even like whatever. Um, um, yeah, I just I just think East versus West is the way to go. I think the league has grown enough and we've got enough talent and uh, names who would bring a crowd if if you're looking to bring a crowd. Yeah, but like. I saw something about the the ICC, the International Champions Cup, that attendance dropped below thirty thousand because um, American soccer fans are smarter now. They're not just coming out to the stadiums to watch Manchester United play a preseason friendly against. Yeah, because most of his players know, aren't going to be there. Whoever. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a really competitive game. Yeah, and it makes sense. But I don't know. There's still I don't know. It's, it's cool that they're doing something though. And they're like putting money into it and everything, but yeah, I, th- I think they could try some different uh, options to East versus West or whatever. Yeah, I think I think if you want to promote MLS, let's make it all about MLS. Let's not make it about hey, look, we're playing another country's third best team at yeah. this point, um, who just lost their biggest player. I, yeah, I don't know, but some of the cool things they are doing is the EA Sports FIFA Challenge, which Dulsta got to team up with. U.S. legend Landon Donovan, which if you have not seen this, I'm sure people have, but it's oh my goodness! It's so a goal gets scored, whether it's Dulsta or Donovan. I don't even know who had the. I, I hope it's Donovan at least, maybe. <laughs> and then the player on the video game goes and does a dab, to which Donovan is thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be a cool dude, and I'm going to dab too." And it is one of the cringiest, awesome. Things for me to uh, it, it's brilliant to watch. The first time I saw it, I actually thought it was like someone's dad was trying to dab, right. and then I was like, "Holy crap, that's Landon Donovan, U.S. soccer <laughs> legend." Yeah, like uh, I don't really know what was happening. He he's like trying to uh, like match the players dabbing like, and like time it right, but it just his de- head's down. He's he robotic like, multiple times, and it never got any better. Yeah, and it was it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But what a moment for Dulsta. Yeah, that's pretty cool for <laughs> like, Dulsta to get to be a part of that. And not only does he get to. Play FIFA, FIFA with Landon Donovan. He gets to watch Landon Donovan dab <laughs> and make fun. I laugh at Landon Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that, oh man, that's that's pretty awesome. So that's a cool thing with All Star Week. Yeah. Um, another cool thing going on uh, Tuesday night is the skill challenge. They got three v three teams doing different skill challenges. Dulce is going to be there too. Dulce will be judging the he's skills a judge challenge with like Alex Morgan, Ocho Cinco. Um, there's like two other like big names and then Dulsta. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a pretty cool week. He's ahead killing of him. Um, so, you, so you told me you had an alternate skills challenge you'd like to see? I mean, they're doing like a shooting, uh, what, what, passing. And then like a finishing thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. A funny one that would be throwing. No, not throwing. <laughs> Best thrown form, um, feet down, ball over your head, all the way back. But no, really, I think I think it'd be fun. What if we did blindfold them and had them juggle, <laughs> or do a PK stopping contest where you get keepers to shoot on field players? Okay, um, maybe have gamers, EA FIFA gamers, playing each other 
in like a three on three tournament. So you got like gamers playing. Although cool. Dulce is actually like a real yeah, like he almost like college soccer should player. play soccer. He yeah, had, he turned that down for gaming. I think. So yeah, I feel like there's some funny, funny yeah. things that yeah, I they could, could they could explore more. You know, first uh, year of the skills challenge, mm-hmm. so maybe they'll reiterate next year. Yeah, next year. well, like a ball on fire. <laughs> like a juggling contest so yeah. it's all one touch because you don't want to touch it more than one you're like but it keeps you up I mean you gotta keep it up but yeah. one touch everyone so I, I, I think Don Garber is a pretty loyal listener and I think he'll oh, maybe we'll wait that for that one for uh, Chicago yeah Chicago Fire there you go there you go nailed it yeah, and they get a new stadium in the next few years and yeah, downtown so they burn that one down yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah Don just you know uh, shoot me a text you got my number <laughs> Uh, so this week it's in Orlando. Luke, if you could go to the all-star game in any capacity, like what would you like to do or be a part of? I want to be what I want to be a judge in the schools challenge. I want to be Dulsta. The Dulsta. Yeah. yeah it's got cool, Cause cool. I could go hang with the, all the other celebrities that I'm not a part of. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Judge, judge Wayne Rooney and Carlos Vela. <laughs> like what kind of Nani? That's amazing. That's a pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool spot. I'd obviously want to be a player. I want to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, you're, I a guess dork. you're on the too. sideline. You're like, I want to judge. I'm like, dog, I want to play. Um, I go hang out with Alex Morgan and, and you, I'll still win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You win. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, so yeah, we'll be there maybe in the future. <laughs> Get our media credentials. One day. One day. One day. All right. Let's move on to a new... This is a breaking new segment just came up with. This could be a disaster, but we're going to we're going to go all in. Yeah, so just some questions um about the future and when I say future, I mean PH. So this segment future is with a PH, just a reminder. Um this segment is going to be the Connor KC into the future with his magic eight bald head. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Luke a yes or no question and then I'm going to ask the magic eight ball the same question, and I'll let you guys know the actual answer. So, Luke, my first question for you is, will Montero play this weekend? My um, guess is yes. To what Will he start? Will he be a sub? I think he might be a sub. Or at least get subbed off. He won't play the full 90. Okay. So, do you, yeah. If you um, had to predict, 60 or 30? 30. 30. Okay. Uh... uh. <laughs> my phone service <laughs> is slow right now. <laughs> All right, let me try. <laughs> Will my I, I, I just for the record, I agree. I told um, you you should have had this set up. Magic Eight Ball says most likely. So I think that matches up with your your answer. Most likely, Montero will play this weekend. Nice. All right, so we have, I believe, five home games left. The next question is: Will we win all of our home games? Um, I'm going to say no, because we do have to play LAFC at home and they're, you know, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, Luke, is, what does the bald head say? The magic, the Connor KC into the future with his magic eight bald head says it is decidedly so. So in fact, we will win wow. all of our Look at us. home games. So that's pretty good. Um, the big question that we need is will we host a playoff game. Well, if we win all of those home games, we're definitely locked into a home playoff game. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes because I agree with that. You're gonna say yes. So you think based on the previous answer from the bald head, 
Uh, will we host a playoff game? I have some bad news. The Magic 8-Ball says, its sources say no. Uh, something We're, is not adding up. But I can't argue with it. I can't. It just means that New England and all those other teams are going to crush it, I guess. Darn. And we're going to lose all of our away games. And okay. wild end of the season. Wow. All right. So the next question is, will Gaddis start more than the field? And what I mean is the field being RJ Allen and Bezo or some other formation or something. Will Gaddis get more starts than those? In the rest of the season. For the rest of the season. I'm going to say, well, against my will, <laughs> I, 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 think he, I think he's going to. You think he will start more than the rest of the guys? Yeah. Well, I've got some good news. Magic 8-Bald Head says, my reply is no. So he will not start. So hopefully that means Mbezo's healthy or RJ Allen gets a start and shows his value and... Maybe we can kind of lock down that right side and teams will have to find a different way to attack us because right now it's so obvious. They just come mm-hmm. after our... And if, and if Kai Wagner is going to be on the other side, it's it's really just the one the one side is the yeah is where you're going to attack. So thank you, Connor Casey, for giving us that clarity. Okay. And now I have one more question. This is kind of a ref question. Will we have any union player who gets uh, a suspension again this year? Meaning... Like yellow cards, it red. It could be yellow cards, yeah. a red I'm gonna extended. Say, I'm going to say no. I think we've dealt with enough of that this season. That I think we're going to ride out clean. Nice. I like that positivity. I got some bad news, though. Oh, no. Magic 8 bald head says it is certain. Darn so it. we are guaranteed to have another suspension this year. And honestly, that makes sense. Jack Elliott and Bedoya are both sitting on four yellows, and their next yellow will it's get them a suspension. So yeah. I believe Magic 8 bald head is correct there. I do think we'll see another suspension at this point. So that ends the Connor KC into the PH future with his magic eight bald head. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. <laughs> it will probably be the only time that you hear. Yeah, we'll kill that one. Don't worry, guys. You don't have to deal with that again. <laughs> so what are you guys doing this Sunday? Because me and Luke will be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. United versus Fear Philadelphia Indian home game or D.C. home game. We'll be there. Um I don't know when I'm getting there, honestly. So if you guys are in town and you want to hang out before the game, shoot me a message. I might I might be dropped off a little early. I don't know. My wife, we're coming back from a wedding, so I might be dropped off like midday in the middle of D.C. or something. So if you're around, uh, give me a shout. I'll I'll hang out, drink a beer with you before the game. I'll, yeah, I'll get up there whenever, too. So it's going to be – hopefully we can meet up with Union fans getting, going down to that one. So – Hopefully you get a good turnout of Sons of Ben and Union fans in general. Yeah, and if you just want to hang out with AJ, just just let me know. Don't and I'll I'll make sure I'll tell Luke that we're going no, somewhere no. else. No, that's cool. I, I'm I'm totally free. I can I can hang out. Yeah, just hit me up. <laughs> um, my Twitter is I think my just my name or uh, I. Yeah, I'll give you my phone number. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll meet up. And Luke, we'll see you. At, we'll meet you at the game. We'll uh, see you there. Oh, you'll you'll be there. We'll oh, see you. No, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, cool. Um. So now some questions about the game. We've got a couple positions that kind of up for grabs. Who starts? And we're not going to use the magic eight bald head this time. I'm just going to ask you, Luke, left back, who starts? Wagner or Matt Real? Left back? Left back. Oh, it's, it's Wagner. Wagner. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's shown to be a very, very key player to this team. Cool. The two times that he's been out, we've lost 4-0. So that's, 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 that doesn't mean nothing. Could be something there. Could be something there. I agree. Wagner gets a start. Excited to see him back. And, uh, yeah, goodness hope we don't lose 4-0 again. Good thing about going to D.C. this weekend is, uh, for us personally, um, 
you didn't have not lost back-to-back games since the beginning of the season. So right. we're due for a win or yep. not a loss. Yep. Could be a tie, but not a That's loss. That's an option. So, Luke, uh, rapid fire. Who starts at right back? Just kidding. Take your time. But uh. who starts at right back? Oh, man, I'd love to see R.J. Allen. I think that'd be mm-hmm. really fun. I, I think in Bezos, I feel like he's probably still not healthy, so I don't know if he's actually an option. But I think, I mean, if we, if there's any chance he's going to play this, this year, it has to be this game. Yeah, R.J. Allen, I think I think he's the guy we got to see. Last time we saw Union play D.C. Uh, was in the Open Cup, and we right. did get to see on Bezos yeah, in he that good. stadium, yeah. and that was fun to watch. But, yeah, I think... I think you're right. RJ Allen, I think, needs to start this weekend. Give let's give Gaddis a break. Let's just let's just chalk it up to let's give him a break. Let him rest his legs. He's played a lot of minutes, you know. He he yeah. deserves he deserves a little time off. Would you make any other changes to the back line, i.e. center backs? I, I think I'd put Colin in. Yeah. I think I I and Colin played in that open cup game, looked well, uh played well at Aldi. Uh I I think Colin Colin and Mackenzie Fagner RJ Allen. Colin and McKenzie. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Elliot. Okay. I said McKenzie. I meant Elliot. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, I mean, El- Elliot could use a break, too. Yeah, I mean, he he's I played like, every minute this year. Yeah, and he's also, he's made some mistakes. He, I feel like he he could have stepped on the first goal. He's been diving in a couple mm-hmm. times and, and has been overcommitted crucial. on the fourth goal. Yeah. Um, I forget the second goal. So, yeah, we could use some changing up in the back, back line for sure. Yeah. Uh, McKenzie and Colin did start the Open Cup game in, in DC. Yeah, and they and they obviously we well. didn't win that, yeah. but yeah, that, that they did look. They, good they held a shutout until yeah. the 116th minute or so. Right, and that was against Rooney and it cost like a, a pretty yeah, it wasn't like DC team. Yeah, yeah, they weren't resting anyone. So, left mid, who do you start? Aronson, Montero, you Montana. You go first. Yeah, I'll uh, let's okay. So I will go with. I say you go Montero if he can step on the field. You play him, see how long you take him. Even if you know you're gonna have to burn a sub on him, um, see even get if you get more than thirty minutes from him. I'm happy. Granted, I want you know sixty, but it's getting back on the field is is crucial. Getting back on the field, getting yep. that even if it's thirty minutes of his intensity, I think sets the tone for the game. Sure, and then El Cino it could. He could handle 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played 120 like, in the Open also Cup. Also in the Open Cup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to talk so much about that game because <laughs> we were there just like a month ago, two months ago. Anyway, yeah, so I say Montero starts at that uh, left part of the diamond. You? Yeah, I would agree. If he's, I mean, if he's healthy, yeah, but um, I, I, I'd assume, though, that they're going to be extra cautious with, cautious with him. Mm-hmm. But um, it is like we do need some to swing this around. So if, if, the, if he can get that out there, that'd be, that'd be great. So, kind of a random thought. So, with Montero, we're hoping to sign him to buy him out from his loan or whatever and to keep him for a longer period of time. If we're going to do that, do you think we see them be more cautious with him? Or do you think if we see them kind of being, not reckless, but like kind of like giving him more minutes than you think he should get, is that kind of a sign that we might not have the money to... Or is, do you think those are two unrelated? I mean, that's that's definitely a possible scenario. I just don't. I just think because he literally is our best player, we're mm-hmm. gonna play him as much as we can, no matter what. Right. Like if we can get just this season out of him, and we would just play him no matter what. But I think if I mean if he is gonna stay for a long time, like he's still this is a big season for us. We're mm-hmm. right in it, so I think I don't I don't I can't imagine that that factors too much into it. But that's a that's a good point. Cool. 
Good point. Good point, AJ. Good job, <laughs> me. Good job. So uh, what do you think about, let's go up to the field, the strikers. Who do you think is going to start? I think I think Fafa is actually, I think, I think he gets a start with Vooten. I think Fafa has been a guy who has really stepped up and consistently shown that he's working. I think he's working harder than others, even if he's not producing. Like, I mean, last week, no one produced, but he was a player who, him and Fabian were two guys who, I wouldn't say they, no one scored, obviously. So it's not like anyone was like, oh, man, they, they were awesome. They, they had great results. But they're two guys who they were trying to figure it out. Weren't terribly awful. Right. Um, I thought Fabian had a pretty, yeah, I mean, he, he was a volume 10. Like we've been talking about a lot of touches and a lot of moving the ball around. He put, yep. I think I said, nine balls into the box. Um, and, and I think Fafa was very active. One thing with Fafa, I was looking at his passing chart. He received the ball way too deep. Like there was so many times where he received the ball close to midfield and not going forward. It was a lot of kind of checking back, uh, playing kind of a square ball, and he didn't get a ball. There was just not much going forward for him. And he's a player with his athletic abilities where we want him forward. I want him crashing the end line and playing a cross right. to Shabilko or something. Yeah. And so last uh, the last game, he really got sucked into – the only place he could really find the ball was, you know, around the circle, that kind yeah. of area. And that's something you see, like, a lot of trackers do when uh, – you know, the team just can't get a, the offense going, so they, they try to track back as much as they can mm-hmm. to, just to get on the ball and get those touches. But, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Fafa, and I think Voon's, Voon has to be healthy by, like, or fit, full fit by now. And, mm-hmm. like, that's something that we can't really, like, we can't really tell because we can only see him in the min, min, minutes he plays. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, he, and he's looked fine. But I think he has to be ready by now to get a, get a start. And, and if he's not full game fit, then, I mean, you still have a – you know, we got strikers on the bench. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, that's that's something we can figure out. So, but yeah, we we just we just need to see him get a get a full run out by now. Like, he's a he's a signing that we needed that we made for like this end of the push mm-hmm. of the season. And like, if he's not going to get on the field, then it's kind of just frustrating. Yeah, going back to the midfield, I assume Aronson won't start either because he's down in Orlando right now um, with the homegrown game. I think they might give him a little break from that. Fontana's been playing well, so he might be the. The sub for Montero. Yeah. Or if Montero can start, then that'd be yeah. cool to see Fabian or Fontana, Fontana start. Because yeah. mm-hmm. again, back to that Open Cup game, he scored. He did score. Back to the Open Cup game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got a couple offensive subs between El Sino, whatever strikers left out between Vooten, Fafa, or Chibilko. Uh, Fontana or Aronson would be a good sub. Um, and then you got your regular defensive subs, whoever right. is left out of there. Yeah. So that brings us to our predictions, our ever famous and accurate predictions. We always talk about Union doing well. Last week we both struck out along with the rest of yeah, the we missed that one. life. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we didn't see that 4-0 beatdown. <laughs> I don't know. We usually are pretty pretty on the spot with those, yeah. especially the losses. <laughs> we always predict those. But... um. Uh, so, one more point. Sorry, I, okay. I, yeah. I know we kind of we just went through the lineup, but I think it's I think it could be a potential game where we shift to the four two three one, just because we have had success with that, and it's just a simple, more defensive structure that we can uh, kind of just get, get a little bit of confidence back after these beatdowns to you know just get get our feet on the ground. Yeah. Like, so yeah, you have Wooten up top, Fafa on a wing. 
Montero at the 10 and maybe Fa- uh, yeah Fabian on the other side and yeah oh yeah I guess yeah uh, yeah I don't I don't Fabian Montero yeah maybe maybe something if Montero can go put Fontana on the other wing and Fabian in the middle mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the you know Bedoya Harris in the middle uh, yeah but I think that's I feel like I could see that being an option being that we just got beat down so much that a change like that could really just, yeah just be a you know back to basics type move which could be useful back to but the basics go to predictions what do you got Cool. Um, well, we'll be there. We'll be uh, cheering on. I'm looking forward to duping three times to their two times. So, yes. so I think we're going to take a 3-2 win. I think Wooten's going to get a, himself a brace. And I think we'll get a goal from none other than Marco Fabian. Nice. Yeah. Who do you – or what – sorry. Who, what, 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 what's your prediction? Uh, so I think it's going to be a 1-0 win. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game. Ugh, don't like it. Yeah. But Not that mine, mine's a 3-2. I mean, that's, right, that's right, pretty right. nerve-wracking. But I think we're going to go up 3-0. No, I don't know what the order of the goals will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just go on. Um, your goal. Uh, my goal one will goal. come from... This is exciting. Fafa. He's going to have one goal. Fafa. Fafa. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we always have good matches with DC. It's never. It, we. I feel like I don't remember any time that we've had a blowout either way. I feel like these have been mm-hmm. like at least a, at most a two goal game. You know. Yeah, we beat them four zero two two years ago. Oh, that was like a game. Fo- like all four goals were like bangers. Like Herbers had like a get goal of the year nominee, yeah. and yeah, uh, Harris had a rip that. I mean, got uh, Hamid just kind of like blew. I forget what the other ones were. Another there's like another volley. I don't okay. know, it was like four, four, and four goals. Are I was like, holy crap, these are all amazing. Okay, I don't Great, remember. That was, that was at RFK, so, you know, they had bare goals back then. <laughs> and, I don't know. Creatures in that stadium. Yeah, raccoons. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I forgot about that one. But it's okay. I'll, I feel like know, in, recent, in recent history, I feel like we've had close games with them, so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tight, tight match. I feel like we match up decently with them. Like, I, I know Rooney's just such an X factor. I mean... Mm-hmm. Usually we take out the, the the other team's best player. I mean that didn't happen this past weekend, but we were doing well with that kind of eliminating other teams' best players. But yeah, recent yeah, I form. think with Wagner back, I think it'll help a lot because uh, mm-hmm. I think Acosta hasn't has been a pretty quiet this year. But it's really just con- containing Rooney and making sure he doesn't, you know, shutting down any kind of moment of magic that he can create. But um, yeah, Acosta's been a bit of a head case ever since his deal to PSG fell through. He's kind of been like, from what I hear kind of a nuisance in the locker room, like not huh. a good locker room presence and kind of a pain. Um, and he could potentially be signing a deal to go elsewhere soon. Mm-hmm. So, and same with apparently Areola, yeah. which is, I mean, obviously they're going to be in this game, but that's definitely something that I mean, I, affects the locker room and affects the team. So I'm, I'm hoping Areola, uh, like sign him yeah, tomorrow, sign him tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to be another team and call him up tomorrow. Say, hey, Areola, Get on a plane and come to Timbuktu. We got a $9 million contract for you. Is that basically what happened to Acosta with the PSG thing? Yeah, something like that. He was there, and then they did a physical, and time <laughs> ran out. <laughs> that was weird. Oops, sorry. Go back to DC. Um, so, cool. That was a, So, we're both predicting a, a win for the Union. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're going to the DC game, give us a shout. We'll meet up. Um, usually, we go to... Blue Jacket. Blue Jacket. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah, good brewery. spot. Good brewery, good beer. Walk, um, walk to the stadium. There's yeah. also another brewery, which is really, really weird, right next to D.C. United Stadium. It's uh, like an outdoor brewery, mm-hmm. and it's, like, pretty run down, but, like, everything's outdoor. They don't even have, like, a, a store. 
or like any like structure. It's really weird, but it's called Bardo Brewing. If anyone, and I feel like it's a, it's a good pregame spot too. So nice. And if you're looking for parking, right around the uh, Nat Stadium, yeah, there's like pretty good street parking. Me and Luke usually hit up. Um, I'm just being dropped off, so I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Someone, somebody needs to give me a ride back to Fredericksburg <laughs> after the game, and not it. <laughs> so. Uh, let me know if you're interested in giving me a ride home. Um, let me know if you want to meet up. Uh, we'll see Luke at the game. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, it's been pretty. Uh, I know this. we start out this It started off dark, but I, I feel better after that. Yeah, what did you say? It started off pretty dark, that this tonight's podcast, but I feel a little kind of looking to the future, shaking off that Montreal loss. So Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we started off saying this podcast is going to be really bad, but... Uh, I'd say it was mediocre at worst. <laughs> Maybe that's what best. we shoot for. So that's you know yeah. that's good. Good for us. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. It's always fun. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, Luke, <laughs> I lost Luke. He's cracking. <laughs> He's cracking up. <laughs> All right, guys. This is DB Brothers. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>